Welcome sports fans to the hottest sports podcast in the game, JT and the Don, with your hosts, Jimmy Thompson and Donato Bucci. They're covering the most current issues in sports from the 305 to the 412 and all the way to the West Coast. You can follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at JT and the Don or email them at JTandTheDon at gmail.com. Now take it away, guys. Welcome to the next episode of JT and the Don. I am the Don Donato Bucci. And remember to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and whatever platform you listen to all of your other favorite podcasts. And remember to leave us a five-star review. Thank you to Nicole Thompson for the wonderful intro, as always, and our guy Mike Regina with the great intro music. We have an awesome guest on this episode of JT and the Don All Sports Podcast. But first, let me welcome in everyone's favorite, JT. Jimmy Thompson, how are you feeling today? Just skip me and let's go directly to the greatest of all time. Bring him in. I don't even want to talk. Hey, sounds good because that means less. Uh, I got to hear from you. So, as I said, we have an awesome guest today. He is the host of Goat Talk with Marcus. So let's welcome in Dwayne Marcus. How are you today? I'm feeling good. Uh, great day the other day with Aaron Rodgers coming back as a Packers fan. So, um, you know, hot we, commodity. My, we, my phone's blowing off the hook trying to get people to come on, people get me to come on their show. Um, I had to come on you guys' show, though, because I love you guys. I love working with you guys. Uh, it's my first time on the show, so it's going to be great. That, I'm, that I'm looking forward to it. So, you know, welcome. That's as a first-time uh, guest, and thank you. So, first off, thank you for making time. JT and I, we, we want to thank you because we know, like you said, you're a hot commodity. You're busy right now talking Packers, Aaron Rodgers, and that is – partly why we brought you on but first go ahead and, and give uh the listeners uh plug your show for for the listeners out there oh yeah um go talk with marcus you can follow me on instagram twitter and tiktok at gtp marcus um you can subscribe on youtube and also now as of like a week or so ago awesome on apple podcast and spotify podcast there as well. you go so, um yeah taking a break right now not doing my own show won't be back until april 8th but i'll be doing a lot more of these guest spots so you'll see me on jt and the don and some other shows and if you can't find me you're like you're not looking hard enough because i'm i'm literally everywhere literally so everywhere. so basically you you're not doing the album but you're giving us like the mixtape lot lots of mixtapes lots of mixtapes and uh, and features coming in the next <laughs> next couple of weeks all right I cool he's going to jeezy route i like it but i will <laughs> i will say this before we get started i know we've been on your show and you got all these these weird ass rules about <laughs> who we can talk about who we can't talk about so i'll let you know shit is dead right now we talking about everybody nothing's nothing's off limits <laughs> and we talking about people's mamas so i don't want i don't want no hurt feelings i want to get that out the way right now we will be talking shit about aaron Rodgers. 
Look, the gloves are off, man. That's fine. I'm there I'm ready go. for it. As long as you know. As long as you I'm ready for it. I, I had a I had a feeling when JT sent this message, he was looking forward to giving me some crap on his terms, on his turf. So uh it, it's hard when you're the away team, but you know, you, you do what you gotta do. You do Marcus, gotta do. well you Listen, might I, win because you know the Packers can't win at home. So wow, see Marcus. Jeez, already I, starting that, starting Marcus, out spicy. Don't, don't worry. That, is? I know. Hey, no, I got I got your back. We I, we wouldn't do that to you having you on as a guest. First, just wait. first time i got your back just don't wait. you worry don't you worry so let's get into it um aaron Rodgers, right on tuesday um it was reported that aaron Rodgers agreed to a four-year deal for 200 worth 200 million dollars with 153 million of it guaranteed which would be the, the most guaranteed money in history surpassing uh patrick mahomes so Rodgers, though, interestingly, then after the report came out, said he is returning, but that he has not signed a contract. So let's just presume that that is going to be the final. He's not going to turn down one hundred and fifty three billion. He's not turning down one hundred and fifty three in four more years at the age of thirty eight for two hundred million. He's not turning it down. So let's go with the presumption that the contract is four years, two hundred million dollars. So, Marcus. You being the esteemed guest of ours today, you lead off. First, are the Packers paying too much for Aaron Rodgers? This is what we paid for. No, I, I think I think for a couple reasons, no. Right. Number one, he's won the last two MVPs, right? That that pays a factor in it. The other thing too is, and what's most important, I think what's kind of glossed over this is we wasted a first round pick on a guy in Jordan Love who since being drafted has only played two or three games on this level. So that's now a waste because the whole reason why they drafted Jordan Love was, oh, well, Aaron will be gone or Aaron will decline. And he he, he hasn't declined. And in fact, the two years he's posted as MVP these last two seasons haven't just been two of the best seasons of his career, but statistically, these have been two of the best seasons posted by a quarterback in the history of football. Like, and, and you've drafted a guy in Jordan Love, and now you have to pay for your sins for that. Like, that was one of the most boneheaded drafting decisions I've ever lived through since I've been on. I, I don't know the logic there. I think, and I've said, I'm on record as saying that, you know, I understand why you draft, you know, you have to draft a quarterback at some point because you got to have another guy and Aaron Rodgers is getting older, but nobody had Jordan Love and being coming out of the first round. And so you've drafted a guy in the first round, you traded up to draft a guy in the first round that now has no value. Like you can do nothing with it except for maybe say the Browns or some other team that might be in quarterback purgatory in the next couple of years. It's like, look, can we get Jordan Love? Here's a sixth round pick. That sixth, whatever we do with that sixth round pick, that guy's not going to be on. He's not going to make the 53 man roster anyway, unless he's the second coming of, of Tom Brady at a different position. Like, that's just not going to happen. So, they're paying for their sins. I think winning back to back MVPs obviously pays a big factor in it as well. But I think the big thing, too, is as much as it might be hard for the Packers front office to realize or, or accept, really. This team is nothing without Aaron Rodgers. Like, regardless of all the drama and all the hoopla and whether you want to say he's selfish or not, this team is, quite frankly, not a playoff team without Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. It, it, this, this just isn't. Like, we've seen in, 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 in periods of time over the course of his 16, 17, 18-year career now that when he doesn't play, this team sucks. And Devontae Adams would probably still be great in Green Bay if he decided to stay and, and all these other guys. But really... 
Aaron Rodgers coming back wasn't just about Aaron Rodgers. It was about those guys, Jair Alexander, Devontae, uh, Devontae Adams, Preston Smith, uh, Zadarius Smith. Like this was bigger than just bringing back your franchise guy who's also one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever step foot on a football field. This is about bringing back really the entire roster and keeping the window and extending the Super Bowl window. So, yeah, $153 million guaranteed, which is which 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 is a lot better than the alternative of $50 million a year. Now it's $47 million over four years, which is a lot easier on the cap. So, I mean, I hate to tell you, I, I, I told you so, but I told you so. Like, that's how Aaron Rodgers is feeling. Like I told you that he was like, you know, he bet on himself and now he's reaping the benefits. So he he's worth every single dime. He's worth every single dime. Well said. Well said. JT, what do you got to that? Uh... Well, the one thing I want to know is I'm going to ask this question whenever you bring up these big ass contracts that people are signing. Does he have any mechanisms in this deal? Like, what are they like? No, yeah. only Patrick Mahomes has that. There's no mechanisms in the deal. It's just straight money. As far as like incentives and things like that. Yeah, Don knows what I'm talking about. It's just it's just straight up. Just that's the guaranteed 153. Listen, 100, it's 153 million guaranteed. He's getting that whether he's injured. He's getting that whether they cut him, which they're not because the dead cap's going to be so, too much with that guaranteed money. So your question is, did they pay too much? Right. So this is how I feel about Aaron Rodgers. He is Aaron Rodgers is like the baby mama of the NFL, and what he does is I feel Yikes, like every dude. Every offseason, he takes Green Bay to court to try to get more child support. And, and, they, and they just keep, they keep giving it to him. He does not need that money. What is, I, I do think they pay too much because, yeah, he's won the MVPs. And to your point about Jordan Love and the draft, like, let's not act like Aaron Rodgers was like a back-to-back MVP before they drafted Jordan Love. Like, there's a reason they were thinking like, oh, maybe we might have to consider looking at a quarterback. But I do think it's too much because – how does this improve the team? Like, obviously, bringing Aaron Rodgers back isn't enough because they haven't won with him and the team as is. Like, I want to know, how does this free up the opportunity for them to go get more pieces so they don't continue to choke in the playoffs? And by handing a guy more money, more guaranteed money, a bigger contract, I don't see how you do that. It's like, because what pressure are you putting on Aaron Rodgers to do something different? Like, all the pressure giving on him what Rogers, he wants though. as usual. So I do think it's too much because I don't think they're going to get a Super Bowl out of it, and that's the bottom line. What it comes down to. So I think there's I think there's implicit pressure on Aaron Rodgers, like with Tom Brady now having been retired, and now we just saw, and I, I know we'll talk about it. Russell was uh, Russell. Jeez, Russell, I always do that. West Russell Brooke, Wilson. West <laughs> on your mind, it's on everybody. <laughs> He's always yeah. With Russell Wilson now not being in Seattle, and and I, and I talked about this a little bit last night on or on the other day on stuff about sports, like. Are there potential threats in the NFC? Yes. But outside of the Los Angeles Rams, who just ended this past season as the Super Bowl champion, there there are a lot of ifs around the other teams. Like, if Tampa Bay gets a capable quarterback, they can be a threat, 100%. If Trey Lance pans out to be half as good or just as good as advertised in San Francisco, they can be a threat. Yes. If Seattle can find a capable quarterback – if Dallas can stay out of their own way, like there's a lot of ifs. The only team in the NFC that doesn't have an if as it pertains to Super Bowl contention is the reigning Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams. These are these are now the two teams at the top. It's Green Bay, it's Los Angeles, and it's everybody else. So 
for two years now, Aaron Rodgers has done this will he, won't he thing. Last season he did it, he came back, right? Oh, he, this he season does, he, he did it, it every year. he came back. This season he, <laughs> or, or the, he, he just did it again, and now he's come back. Now the will he, won't he thing is done because it's four years. And, and, and again, like, like Don said at the top, whether he signed it or not, that's the deal. Like, unless he's going to try to ask for some weird, like, uh, trade clause thing or, like, an option or whatever it is. Like, that's the deal. The deal is for $200 million, four years, which is really $47.04 and $153 million guaranteed. But given that the NFC is so wide open and there aren't any bona fide threats outside of Los Angeles to, to the throne of the NFC, you're 100% right. There's no reason why the Green Bay Packers shouldn't be, and I said this the other night, shouldn't be in a Super Bowl or – I would say two, at least two Super Bowls in his next four years. Now, at least for this next year, right? Like there's a lot that can go wrong. There are a lot of ifs. And those are big ifs in Tampa Bay, in Dallas, in Seattle, in San Francisco. But the Green Bay Packers have been pretty much the best team in the NFC the last three years, except for if you want to say 2019 is if I give you that because San Francisco was clearly the best team that year. But last season and this past season, they've been the best team in the NFC and they've fallen short. Like now, if you fall short over four years after you finally gotten all your money and there's no major obstacles in your way outside of those ifs, like what is like that? That's that's truly legacy tarnishing. He becomes the ultimate bridesmaid for his career. He becomes or solidifies himself as what I already view him as the James Harden of the NFL plays phenomenal in the regular season. Absolutely. One of the one of the best quarterbacks in the league all time. One of the best quarterbacks from week one to week 17. But come playoff time, it's like. All right, where, where, where's the magic? Where's the 350 and three? Where's the where's the 250 and four? Like where all, all the things we're seeing in week eight against the Minnesota Vikings when it's a, when you when you, you're coming off a tough loss and you really need it. Where's that energy? We always talk about like he he, he fails to consistently keep that same energy. He, he can't afford with all this money. He, he can no longer afford to not keep that same energy in the postseason. And, and the Packers and Packers fans, I think, now have 200 million reasons why. We're going to scrutinize everything Aaron Rodgers does because you can't walk into the bank, rob the bank of all its money, and then don't do anything with that money. Like, then would you rob the bank for? Like, that, 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 that's what this is. He's robbed the bank. He's got his money. Happy for him. Get the money. I'm, I'm not going to tell another man he can't get his bag. Get your bag. But, like, now you need to show why you're – like, now you need to show these next four years why we call you one of the most talented quarterbacks of all time. Why we look at you as a top ten quarterback of all time. Why you – like – or else it's are just you, pointless. Now you we're just paying you for your nothing. Answer saying that maybe they did pay too much. No, I think no. I think they paid. I think considering everything that's happened over the last two years, they paid the right amount. But right. Aaron Rodgers has to prove that he's worth it. Like it, you can't, you can't get the money and now just say, "All right, I got my money. Now I'm just going to phone it in." You can't do that because then it would be, "Oh, well, clearly they paid too much for this guy." At this current moment, I think yeah, they paid him the right amount. But he starts to go out there and prove and show that he right. deserves. Every penny of right. that two hundred million specifically like, well, has to win a Super Bowl. If, if you don't win a Super Bowl, I think all that's for nothing. Well, they're they're paying him projected on him what Choking, he's going to do in the home playoff it, game. No, what he's going to do in the future in that right. he can maybe bring a title. And you guys are coming up with all these analogies, and it, and it's great. I mean, I think it comes down to a couple things. No, they. I'm I'm with you, Marcus. They did not pay too much for him because. Three reasons, in my opinion. One of them is a combination. He's their only hope to stay relevant, as Marcus kind of insinuated. 
He's their only hope for Devontae Adams to come back on possibly a long-term deal. He is one of the, if not the best receiver in the game. And he is their only hope to win a Super Bowl. You could plug in, no offense to some of these guys, Russell Wilson. You could plug in, you know, other guys. They're probably not going to win a Super Bowl with Green Bay. Sorry to say. The other thing is, JT, you said, well, how does this help Green Bay besides him staying with them and, and playing on the field? I'll tell you why. They are currently projected to be about $27 million over the cap. Under the current deal, Aaron Rodgers accounts for 40, almost $47 million against the cap. So in fact, JT, while it looks like it's four years, $200 million, by making this uh, offer and if it goes through they are saving money on the cap because right now they're 27 over there's projections that this move can save them 17 million alone just because of the way they can work the signing bonus spread it out maybe over years after he retires or have some void years on the back end so it is going to help their cap situation because 27 million over the cap when you still had to sign Devontae Adams oh, or have him, have him on a franchise tag. But this is going to alleviate a lot of it. And there's speculation that it actually might get them under the cap, this it, deal alone. So right should. there, JT, yeah. there's no way they overpay. Yeah, if you want to talk about dollars, they've got $200 million. Come on, it's the NFL. They're making almost $15 billion in revenue. So it's not the actual dollars. It's, in fact, they're saving on the cap. So there's no way they overpaid. And my last point is, you tell me what QB they could get right now that's reasonable, like that they can actually get, because they can't go get a Josh Allen, and now they can't go get a Russell Wilson. Who could they go get right now to win a title? And like Marcus said, without them, they're not even a playoff team, let alone a Super Bowl contender. So they need to win now. They're built to win now, and Aaron Rodgers is their guy, and I think this is what they needed to do, and they did not overpay for him. The only the only quarterback I think where I could I would be comfortable saying we could still have a shot. Obviously, the the chances would be diminished. The only guy in the NFL that is available right now that I would say, if we got him, we could probably win a Super Bowl is Jimmy G. And the only reason why is because the offense is the exact same. But even still with Jimmy G, number one, if we were to have traded Aaron Rodgers, we weren't going to trade Aaron Rodgers to a team within the conference. So Jimmy G wouldn't have even been an option anyway. We would have been looking at maybe a Derek Carr in Las Vegas, or we would have probably ended up doing what the Seahawks did and went out and get Drew Locke. And yikes. Like, there's not there's not a lot. There wouldn't have been a lot of options outside of Aaron Rodgers. The Russell Wilson points fair. But not only do I think we would we have traded for Russell Wilson, but I, I think if we did some, if Russell Wilson was on the Packers, I still like our chances. I don't think the drop off from A Rod to Russell Wilson's that that steep, just because I think Russell Wilson's a top five quarterback. Aaron Rodgers, I think, is the best quarterback. Like th- there's not that steep of a drop off there. But I, you, the, the points taken makes hundred percent. Our best shot at a Super Bowl is if number twelve is under center. Hundred percent. So, so let me ask you this then, along those lines, will they get over the hump if if you have to pick? Yes or no? Will they will they get over the hump and win the, and win a Super Bowl? I mean, I've been taught from the time I was a youngin that you 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 have to pay attention to history lest you're doomed to repeat it. And as crazy as it seems, 
Aaron Rodgers doesn't play well when he's the top dog, when the target's on his back. The one time he won the Super Bowl, he was the guy going on the road and ending ending higher seeds opportunities and making it to the bowl. That, that's how it happened. Like Cinderella story type thing. We haven't, we've yet to see Aaron Rodgers as the top guy w- go back to the Super Bowl. Aaron, the, the Packers don't win football games. Don't, the, the Packers don't make it to the Super Bowl period, but we definitely don't make it to the Super Bowl as a number one seed. Like every time we've had the first round by, we've lost in the playoffs. It, that that's that's problematic because generally speaking having that extra week off to not play that extra game diminishing your chance of injury making sure all your injured guys can be as healthy as possible you would think makes you one it's two games instead of one that hasn't been the answer the only time we've seen a moniker of success is when we've had to play a wild card weekend divisional round NFC Championship game, Super Bowl, as the underdog in all of those games. Because if I'm not, I don't, it was a long time ago, if I'm not mistaken, we weren't even favored to win the Super Bowl against your Steelers. When we won. Like, the, the, it, it's clearly Aaron Rodgers is not a top dog guy. Like, he plays like a top dog, but he doesn't play well as the top dog. When he is, the, when people are like, we're going to go to Lambeau and we want to beat the Packers. I want to beat Aaron Rodgers on the road to the Super Bowl. That doesn't happen. The other thing, too, is, and this is just quite obvious, if we have to run into the San Francisco 49ers at any point over the next four years to get the Super Bowl, we can just about forget it because I don't see any scenario when he's going to exercise those demons. And if there was any year to exercise your demons and really stake your claim, this past season was the season to do it because you would have been able to get past San Francisco, wouldn't be able to get past like every team that was every team that played in in, in championship Sunday, we beat. Except for Every team we played, I think, except for the Bills, because we didn't play the Bills this season, but we beat the 49ers in the regular season. We beat the Rams in the regular season. We beat the Bills in the regular season. Both of the teams that went to the Super Bowl, we beat. So that makes that loss to the 49ers even more inexcusable because it's like, how can you how can you do that? Like, you've clearly proved that you can do that. So it's tough. I, I want to say that we can, because I'm, and I'm always going to have that hope that we can get over the hump. But like, even this past season, I didn't even say the Packers were the best team in football until week until after week 18 was over. Go go, go check my show. Go run back the clips. People are like, oh, are the Packers the best team in football? Uh, I, there were a whole bunch of reasons why I could say no. And I didn't even say it. I didn't even have us winning the game against the 49ers. And Justin was like, oh, we'll be good. You, you know, Justin. He's like, oh, yeah, we're fine. And it's like, Justin, no. Everybody, I was like, it's, it's, it's not looking good. And it didn't happen. So, I'd love to say yes. I'd, I'd love to see us win a Super Bowl, not just this year, but the year after. The, like, I, I'd love to see Aaron Rodgers finally string together the, the the dynasty that a lot of people assumed he would start back in 2010 because the following year we go 15-1. and one. But it's hard for me to say confidently that we'll get over the hump. I'd love for us to go over the so hump. You can't, you so can't that let him JT, so that, You can't so let that, him straddle the fence. It's sure, a, I can. It's a, it's JT, a, it's a yes or a no. J- yes or a no. I, said no. I, can't, you can't I've got him down as no. I said no. No, I said no. I've got I'm him not down straddling. As no. I hey, said no. I said I'd. I said I'd love for us to get over the hump so that that smirk can get it wiped off your face. But I, I, I just can't. I can't with full confidence, given the history and given what we've seen, especially over the last three years under you know the new coaching staff and all this other prime, primed, like primed. We're talking about three years in a row where literally the Packers are heading into the playoffs as one of, if not the favorites to make it 
lose to the 49ers in the NFC Championship game, lose to the Bucks in the NFC Championship game, lose to the 49ers at home in the divisional round. So, it's hard for me to say moving forward that I have 100% faith. I'm a fan, so of course I think that in here. But I'm not going to – unless I'm proven otherwise, I, I just don't – I don't know. So I want to, but Mark, I don't. Marcus, I've got you down as no. JT, no. Yeah. I feel like you're going no. But Of course what, JT is going to go no. What do you got to say? It's funny he started out his whole argument – with you know history repeating itself you like you you said that like this is literally what's going to happen we've seen this before Rodgers is not that guy when it comes to the playoffs like they're never going to get over that hump with him because I just don't think it works and also too I look at it this way I'm going to use a basketball analogy and the 49ers they're a big deal and it's like when Jordan couldn't get over the hump because the bad boys Pistons were there and he didn't win until they were gone and the only thing about that is 49ers aren't going anywhere because Shanahan's still there. They got a young dog in Trey Lance that's coming up, and they're always going to be well-coached, and they're always going to have your number. And you guys are always going to have to play them at home, apparently. So, yeah, I don't see them getting over the hump because this is what Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, this is what they do. This is what they've shown us. This is what their brand is, you know. Build us up to let us down. So, absolutely not. They're not getting over the hump, which is also why I said they did pay him too much because – if it's not producing a Super Bowl, it's not worth it. Blow it up. Try something else. So what? So before I but give, is, you, here, let me give you my answer real quick. It's no. I agree with you guys. It's going to be injuries, bad play calling, a lack of a running game in the playoffs, and a Rod not coming through. Now, now that I've said that, JT, I want to go back to what you said. So basically, what you're saying, JT, is 31 teams who don't win the Super Bowl all overpay for their quarterback whether it was Tom Brady in a year they didn't win the Super Bowl, whether it was Russell Wilson, whether it was Josh Allen this past year, whether it's Patrick Mahomes in the future when he doesn't win a Super Bowl, they're all overpaid. They should blow it up every year. Is that what you're saying? Because that's exactly what it's no, like. because not. No, because now you're just being facetious. No, but what no, Marcus no, and no. I are saying all is situations he are, gives all situations them. situations are not created equal. And when I say exactly. that. Exactly, this is not equal. No, they need to win now. They needed not, to pay it's in. Not, it's not just, it's just not an apples to apples comparison. There's a lot of things that go into why I think they don't get over the hump. And some, a lot of it has to do with not just how Aaron Rodgers plays, but it's like what we talked about before. It's how he holds this franchise hostage every summer, every other summer. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, you don't think that puts, you know, a strain on, you know, the franchise, his teammates, the coaching staff. Like, that shit, that shit of manifests course it, itself. Of course it does. But now, with all that guaranteed money, JT, that should this be out automatic. the window. So, 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 it, so it should you, be you out the him, window. You paid him more in the past, and he's shown you what he's done. He hasn't won but a that, Super Bowl. No, but so the difference but the past you're, is you're, different you're than this problem one. problem is just keep throwing more money at it and hope it changes. I, the, 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 difference, the, different, the difference with this one as it pertains to then is bigger price tag that's the difference it's it's not that it's a bigger price tag it's that back then there was a chance that you can go another way and still be okay but you just put money behind him because he was he was one of the best quarterbacks in the nfl now it's if aaron Rodgers is no longer the quarterback of the green bay packers it's debatable if the green bay packers make it to the playoffs and if they do you can. You, they're not going to go to the Super Bowl. Like that's what it. Like at the end of the day, that's what it comes to down to. Now we just all said no, a hundred percent. But we're talking about odds here. And if if you're a, I don't know if you are, but if you're a betting man, no, you, that's that guy next to you, right? There. Yeah, I don't bet. I don't you would be. You would about. be. I mean, whoever. Like 
if I walked up to a guy that knew football and said, hey, dude, you got $100 to put down on Super Bowl odds. Are you more likely to bet that the Packers made the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback or with any other if or with or with any other quarterback in the league that's not I on that tier to say i might be inclined to say they might make it with somebody else but so, that's so what his okay so me. okay okay so if we, okay so if you look at the quarterbacks that were available and could have potentially outside of russ because that was kind of from left field so we're talking jimmy g carson wentz uh Derek carr deshaun well, well, Russ is Russ is kind of we, no one really expected Russ to get traded. That was kind of out of left field. So the Russ thing, I'll, I'll give you. I disagree. Watson, we talked about this last night. I, I thought Russ was going to get traded. But I, I, didn't, I, just, I, I thought, I thought he, I didn't think he was going to get traded in this cycle. And I didn't think he'd get traded in this cycle. I thought he'd get traded next year. I didn't think he'd get traded this year. Like we're talking about Jimmy G, Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson. Maybe if he gets this court stuff figured out. Uh, who else is available? Like Derek Carr, maybe. Like if, Shit, you if this is got the Tua. <laughs> if this is the definitely not. If this is the batch of guys that we're looking at, if you're the Green Bay Packers, it's like, do I pay Aaron Rodgers and keep our chance of winning the Super Bowl just about the same, or do I trade for Jimmy G or try to get Mitchell Trubisky or try to get Carson Wentz? Like Aaron Rodgers was clearly the best quarterback available in this cycle, and he is the quarterback that gives you your best odds of winning. I, that, I don't think I don't with think all that being said, no, no, and no. So we all said no, they're not gonna get over the hump. <laughs> That's just the funniest part to me. Yeah, but but that doesn't take away from the fact that Aaron Rodgers provides the best chances right. for them exactly. to get over the hump and make it to and win a Super Bowl. Exactly. I mean, Mitch, like none of those guys this way, outside of maybe Russ are better than well, Aaron Rodgers. And even then with Russ, it's not that like no, shit, the same at this point, level, I but take, Rodgers I is take better. playoff Joe Flacco over Aaron Rodgers but right JT, now. But JT, one other thing you got to remember, what we say here in our predictions doesn't mean it's going to come true. We could all say no, but. And he could shock us but and win. I analytic. Know. No, it's not shock us. He's won a Super Bowl. He's won MVPs. Like you're acting like. If they win, it's out of left field next year or it's a complete shock. It's not. Only one Outside team can of win, Russell Wilson. but analytically, he gives them the best chance. Marcus just said he's the best QB. Did he not just win MVP? Like, what are you trying to say that he's not MVP? You would have voted for him for MVP. So to say that just because we all say no, he doesn't get over the hump, that's a prediction. But to the Green Bay front office in every NFL front office would say statistically, analytically, the odds are with us if we have Aaron Rodgers. Like the, the only odds improve to win a cycle, Super Bowl. The only quarterback in his in this cycle that has won a Super Bowl is Russell Wilson. The only guy in this cycle that's been to more Super Bowls as a starter than Aaron Rodgers is Russell Wilson. Like, that's the only guy where if you say, okay, the Packers end up with Russell Wilson, are the chances better? I'd say maybe because he's been there and he's done it. And he's a play call away from being a two-time Super Bowl champion instead of one. Jimmy G has only been to one Super Bowl as a starter. He lost. Mitchell Trubisky, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has a Super Bowl ring, but he didn't play in that Super Bowl. So I don't even count that really as his as a ring, honestly, because he didn't play in the game. Uh, who else? Car- like, Jimmy, like, all the, like, we're talking experience, like, yeah, has it been frustrating as a fan to watch Aaron Rodgers <laughs> post outstanding seasons and just fall short of the playoffs? 100%. But if I'm taking, if, if we're looking at all the quarterbacks that are available in this cycle, 
and you're telling me either Aaron Rodgers or the field with our best chances to go back to the Super Bowl, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers because it's 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 about more than just Aaron Rodgers. A majority of that roster wasn't going to come back if Aaron Rodgers wasn't the quarterback. Devontae Adams was going to be a Packer next year if Aaron Rodgers wasn't the quarterback. He was probably going to go wherever Aaron Rodgers went. The Smith brothers wouldn't be there. Alexander probably wouldn't be having trade talks for uh, uh, extension. Like it's it's more than just the fact that Aaron Rodgers is back. It's that Aaron Rodgers is back, and because of that, there are a lot of guys, important guys on both sides of the ball, that also feel that Aaron Rodgers is the guy that gives them their best chance at playing in the big game. So it's it's more than just Aaron. It's it's the the guys that it affects, which is why this was so important that we figured out if he was coming back or not, because the Packers would have had to decide whether we're drafting for depth or whether we're trading for a QB or whether we're in rebuild mode. That's that's how seismic of a of a of a of a of a retention that this is. It was about it's deeper than just Aaron Rodgers coming back as a Packer. It's Aaron Rodgers and company coming back as a Packers to keep that nucleus as tight as possible to give all of us, all of them, the best shot at winning a Super Bowl, not just Rodgers. So, Marcus, you mentioned Jordan Love earlier. You mentioned him a couple times. So then how bad does this look for the Green Bay Packers that they traded up for Jordan Love? It was bad the second they did it, <laughs> number one, <laughs> just because, as I said earlier, he wasn't – no one had him in the first round, right? And I've said this a, a lot of times since it's happened, and it's kind of an extreme example, but it, it's just always the thing that pops into my head. Let's say, for instance, Justin Herbert fell down to the Packers at that pick. I would not be upset that that happened. In fact, I wouldn't have been upset if Aaron Rodgers left if Justin Herbert was the successor because you had to draft a successor, right? The Patriots drafted Jimmy G – while Tom Brady was winning them Super Bowls and seemingly had them in the AFC Championship every single year. Jordan Love is not a good quarterback. Jordan Love is the complete antithesis of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the in NFL history when it comes to turnover to inter, uh, touchdown interception ratio. Jordan Love throws as many interceptions as anybody and throws as few touchdowns as anybody. He's not efficient. He and it ha- it's not a large sample size, but in what we've seen from from look, Jordan Love's a great dude. I wish him nothing but the best. I don't I don't hate Jordan Love, but he just wasn't the right pick. Like this was not going to clearly. This was this that, that it just wasn't a smart pick. It, it it just wasn't. And and now you have to live with having wasted that pick. And then also, like I said earlier, if someone calls and says, "Can we get Jordan Love?" and here's a sixth round pick, that late sixth round pick, that that late third day three pick isn't likely going to make the final 53-man roster. So you've wasted two picks. And if Aaron Rodgers were to have left and you were stuck with Jordan Love, you would have wasted two to three years looking for another quarterback because Jordan Love's not that guy. It, it, was, just, it was just a bad pick all around, no matter, no matter how this all would have unfolded. It wouldn't have been – it just wasn't in the best interest of the football team to do that. So I may not totally agree with you, Marcus, but I'll get to that. JT – what do you got to say? Um, well, I kind of want to just briefly talk about something that he said. I feel like with quarterbacks in the draft, when you're talking about picking one versus like when to give up on the, you know, the current quarterback is it's easy to play Monday morning quarterback in this situation, but also too like, you just never know who's going to fall to you in the draft. Like everybody basically said, Jordan loved like all the ESPN guys were like, Hey, like he's a first round quarterback. Like he's raw, but he has potential. So 
you're thinking that Aaron Rodgers, you know, pre this MVP explosion that he's shown the past couple of years, you're like, all right, cool. Like a guy who could be a successor fell to us late in the draft. We probably got to take that shot. So it depends on who falls to you. Now, the original question was, how does it look after they're drafting him? To me, I feel like I look at it two ways. It's good and bad. It's good because obviously it woke Aaron Rodgers up. He turned into a, a regular season beast. And he's on pace to be probably the best regular season quarterback we've seen since Peyton Manning. So in that regard, yes, you guys wasted a draft pick to get uh, your, your star quarterback motivated. Now, the bad part about it is, is it's a self-inflicted wound. Like if you didn't draft Jordan Love, you wouldn't be spending all this extra money to keep him happy. Like you wouldn't have to go to court and have the judge, you know, adjust the child support every, every year because, you know, the ex-wife is unhappy. So I just think that it's it's weird. I, I see why they took the swing, but you gotta be in the you gotta know better. You're in the building with Aaron Rodgers every day, like you know what he's capable of. And I don't the way he's played the past few years, I don't think that he's shown any 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 time that he was that close to being done to where you should have taken the quarterback. So just just before Don goes, because this this Aaron Rodgers is down year thing, I, I just I hate. Let's talk about the last three years of Aaron Rodgers' career before this most recent stretch. Twenty. Uh, let's see. Let's go. Twenty seventeen. He had sixteen touchdowns, six interceptions. He threw for less than two thousand yards because he was hurt. The following year, he comes back with almost forty five hundred yards, throws for twenty five and two. The year after that, that that was and that was, uh, geez, blanking. That was Mike McCarthy's last season. Mike McCarthy got mm-hmm. fired midway, like at, towards the end of the season that year. Twenty nineteen. Aaron Rodgers threw four thousand yards, twenty six touchdowns, and four picks which is a down year for Aaron Rodgers, sure. You but know that's so a funny? career year. That's a career year for most quarterbacks that have ever stepped foot on an NFL football field. And that was his first year in a new system. Like, you I, know feel like I feel like we do this this thing where we move the goalposts sometimes with certain quarterbacks with when they have a first, where, like when they're in a new system and when they're not. Like but when you're talking about, was, when you're talking about GOAT quarterbacks, like I don't think he is, but like when you're talking about quarterbacks that are supposed to be so great, you know what's so funny about those numbers you just read? If Lamar Jackson just put up those stats for three years, they'd be saying like, "Oh, you know, we might have to look at a new quarterback." Like, I don't Aaron, think that's those, true. Those aren't twenty. You talking about twenty? If Aaron Rodgers, if 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 Lamar Jackson throws almost forty five hundred yards with twenty five touchdowns and two picks, I'm not looking at Lamar Jackson as saying we need to move on because coming out of college, nobody thought Lamar Jackson was capable of of throwing for almost forty five hundred yards close to 30 touchdowns and less than 10 interceptions. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I mean, it, it's, a, it, it's a splitting hairs kind of thing. And I think he could, but most people across the NFL, you know, they wanted him to switch wide receiver. They didn't think he could be that type, like that type of talent. Aaron Rodgers, all time. Great. hundred percent. There aren't many all time great quarterbacks in like that, like that we've witnessed, right? Russell Wilson has always had Pete Carroll. Tom Brady always had Bill Belichick up until he left Tampa Bay and went to Bruce Arians. Um, Peyton, uh, not Peyton Manning, Drew Brees was with Sean Payton for most, like much of his career. Like Aaron Rodgers is the only guy in, uh, in, in that, that we would say all time great that really only had that, that had that kind of a shift. And he still posted 4,000 yards, 26 touchdowns, four interceptions. We won 13 games that season, made it to the playoffs. That that, that 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 I don't to, and maybe this is why I don't own an NFL football team or why I'm why, why I'm not an NFL GM. That to me isn't down year. That is 
an experienced quarterback trying to learn a new system. But it's not okay. So, so, but Baker Mayfield also isn't going to win you 13 football games and have your team in a prime position to be one of the best teams, not just in your Baker division, don't have not Devontae just in Adams. your. You got Jarvis Landry. I can but, go down the list. Aaron Rodgers has thrown for over 4,000 yards much of his career as a starter. And Aaron he hasn't Rodgers always had, had Devontae Adams. Nelson, and Devontae Adams hasn't. Devontae Deve, Adams. Devontae Adams hasn't always been Devontae Adams as we know him now. But he is Much now. Because he's good. The point. So it's Aaron Rodgers' fault that he has the best receiver in football? But if, we didn't but say that. We didn't about, say that. You're talking about Baker Mayfield say, wouldn't do this, but like Baker Mayfield also, like Aaron Rodgers has had would a you take away from the receivers on his team. Would you, would you, would you, are, so does that mean that Tom Brady's, the season that Tom Brady had in 2007 is less of a season because he was throwing to Randy Moss? No, but does, I've also does, seen him does throw that mean, to Chris Hogan and be successful. Okay, so. and I and I I also watched for half of not this past season, but the season before in 2020. I watched Aaron Rodgers have to throw to Marquez Valdez Scantling, Equinemius St. Brown, and Alan Lazard, and we still won 13 games. So the Devontae the Devontae Adams argument isn't that great. I watched, despite him having Megatron outside of Megatron, there was no other legitimate receiver on Detroit. And I watched uh, I watched Matt Stafford consistently post over 4,000 yards in his career. I just watched this past season, Matt Ryan without Julio Jones go close to, if not over, um, um, go over 4,000 yards this season. So it's not Aaron Rodgers' fault that Devontae Adams is good at his job. It, like, it, that, that's not, that, that's not fair. Like you, you can't, you can't say, oh, because Aaron Rodgers has a guy that's exceptionally well at what he does and is good at his job, that that takes away from what he was able to do. You, you wouldn't look at Tom Brady's last season and say, oh, when they won the Super Bowl, oh, because he had Gronk and Mike Evans and, and Chris Goblin and all these boys that what he did that season went to the Super Bowl is lackluster when the quarterback before them had all those same guys except for Gronk and they were seven and nine and the man threw 30 picks. Like mm-hmm. it, it, the wide receiver being great doesn't diminish also the greatness of the quarterback. The, right. the two aren't mutually exclusive. Right. Marcus, I got to go back and say that right now it looks like it's a bad move of what the Packers did in terms of trading up for Jordan Love because at the end of this deal, Rodgers is going to be 42 years old and have played Mm -hmm. six more seasons from the time they drafted, traded up and drafted for Jordan Love. But I've defended the Packers from day one here. You go back and look at that. At the time, I thought it, if they thought Jordan Love was the next franchise QB, the next superstar in the NFL, you make that move. Let me ask you this. When the Chiefs traded up to the Bills to the number mm-hmm. 10 spot, gave up a third-round pick and a future first-round pick for Patrick Mahomes, did anyone sit there and say, greatest move ever, this guy's going to be a superstar, Chiefs got it right. I bet you none of us no. three said that. And you know no, why? But the difference because is- there was always the stigma with the Texas Tech quarterbacks that it's the college system, it's Kingsbury, it was Mike Leach, blah, 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 right? So we sit my there only, and Jordan my, Luck, go ahead. My only pushback to that is I think none of us thought it was the greatest move ever. No, and I'm an Alex Smith fan, and I, I thought they were just fine with Alex Smith. But the one thing I will say is I, I maybe this is just me. Patrick Mahomes, I think, coming out of college showed that he had more potential on the next level than Jordan Love did coming out of college. 
that a lot of people disagree. No, there are people. No, you go back. You go back and watch his games at Texas Tech. He looked just like Jordan Love. Except I think Jordan Love was more successful and won more games. Jordan Love, but... and 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 you know this is the other thing, which Aaron Rodgers. I think JT's right. They should have read the room, right? They knew yeah. that they had a diva in house, and that hey, if we make this move, like we're either ending this relationship or we got to deal with him for the next however many years, and him just being drama literally every day. So with that said, when you go back and look, they did the same thing to Brett Favre. And who was the guy they drafted who fell to them? Aaron Rodgers. Like Aaron yeah. Rodgers forgets Aaron Rodgers that. in that draft was also not supposed to fall that far. But it doesn't. But he did, and it, that's and that's why it, the Packers. Were he in that did situation. exactly. But again, but you again, don't the think situ- it doesn't not, matter. Brett not Favre doesn't care. No, it is. No, the you're same right because you're Brett right. Favre doesn't care whether you traded up for the guy or he fell to you. First round is first. Him. First round is first round. You're not drafting a first round quarterback to be a uh, an 11 year backup like some of these other guys end up being a backup forever, right? Like you, you're taking a guy, you're taking, at one point backed up Aaron Rodgers. Ironically, but you're not taking him in the first round. That's the point. Exactly. So it happened for Aaron Rodgers, but mm-hmm. JT's right. You should have known the way he was. Yep. And maybe he wasn't as much of a decline as Brett Favre. But at the end of the day, when it was at that time, hey, I thought it was the right move. You know why? Because the Packers today. And possibly in four years, whether they had Aaron Rodgers or not, we're going to be in a better spot post Aaron Rodgers than the Pittsburgh Steelers are post Ben Roethlisberger. Because part of why Jordan Love possibly did not develop is because the Packer organization, QB coach, offensive coordinator, GM, and coach had to baby Aaron Rodgers to make sure he was always okay. And guess what? That means that's less time with Jordan Love, less reps for Jordan Love, first team, you know, preseason, whatever it may be. And that maybe stunted his growth, whereas Brett Favre was out of there after two years, maybe three. Nothing to do with anything. And I'm not like there's no alter. I just want to know, honestly, because I know the, the, the Pittsburgh's in quarterback purgatory right now. Would you take Jordan Love as your quarterback over the guys that are on the depth chart right now? Like oh, if you yes, like if. Would. If there was an opportunity to get, I, I, I just, I'm just curious. I tell you what, I just want to know if I don't remember who we ended up taking in that draft. But mm-hmm. if he had fallen at that time, because that would have been what the draft of 2020. That was when that was Ben going into the injury year, I believe. Yes, that was the year before Ben got hurt. Yeah. So. I wouldn't if Jordan Love fell to us, I wouldn't have said the trade up. But if he had fallen mm-hmm. to us, I would have had no issue taking him if the Steelers believed he was a franchise type QB. Whether you get it wrong or not is a, is yeah, a yeah, whole yeah. different question. Would you take him now, though? Like if like if the opportunity see, like if, like if see, the that's Steelers not the question, because what I am saying now is it what if I'm looking at it now, it was the wrong move. That was a bad look because. Jordan Love's never seen the field for four years. No, 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 I know, no, I know that. I'm just saying, like, if, if, no, I'm saying, like, in spite of just in a vacuum, like, in spite of everything that happened with the Aaron Rodgers stuff, like, if, if the Pittsburgh Steelers 
called the Green Bay Packers and said, here's a six round pick. Can we have Jordan Love? Would you as a Steelers fan take that on and say, this is best for us considering what you guys have in the QB room? Not not because of, I'm just asking if you would take Jordan Love over if who y'all have on the roster at, at the position right now. If my That's pro it. scouts felt that he could possibly be better than Dwayne Haskins and Mason Rudolph, for a six-round mm-hmm. pick, sure. Because like you said, okay. most of those guys don't make the roster anyway. I know he can beat out Dwayne Haskins, absolutely. 100%. I'm yeah, not 100%, sure yeah. how they feel about Mason Rudolph because Jordan Love would need to learn the system. Are we, are, we, are we done talking about the Packers? I think we are, unless Marcus has any parting shots here because it's his team. No, I'm good. I, I'm, right. I'm good. I'm good. All so, right, cool. Let, we never have to go back to that team, at least for the rest of the week. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's go to... Let's go to the other big news on Tuesday. The Seahawks traded five-time pro bowler and a fourth-round pick for Russell Wilson to Denver for Drew Locke, Noah Font, Shelby Harris, two first-rounders and two second-round picks and a fifth-round pick. So those first and second-round picks are obviously this year and then 2023. So, Marcus, Going to you here, you talked a lot about Russell Wilson. So, who won, which team won the trade? I'm going to get so much heat for this, Um, but I believe it. And I think that JT is going to jump down my throat. And I have so you can't, prepared you can't myself. Live li- you can't live. I'm not scared. No, I'm not scared. No, 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 no. I'm going to, I'm not scared of JT. I just knew the second he sent the message and then he sent the topic like, okay, JT is going to jump down my throat probably before what I'm going to say. It's and it's fine. I, I, sure. I, I'm hundred percent ready for it. This is a lateral move for both teams. Neither team improved at the quarterback position. Yeah. The Broncos won because they now have a, a legitimate guy and they have a guy that can compete every single game and into the playoffs. Outside of that, though, the difference between the Seattle Seahawks last year and at, at full strength and what the Denver Broncos could look like going into the, going into week one is simply the Seahawks don't have a top 10, top 12 defense and the Broncos do. Outside of that, there's no real change. Like the difference between Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton isn't that whether you want to say that they're better than Metcalf or Lockett or, or the latter is better than the former. The difference between the two isn't that great. Russell Wilson has never really played with a legitimate, like bona fide in his prime, talented tight end. He had Jimmy Graham outside of his prime, like outside of that's probably Jimmy Graham. Yeah, like he didn't have like that's the, the what was left of Jimmy Graham is the best he's had at tight end. I think if Noah Fant was still in Denver, then maybe we're talking about something a lot different because he's not eh. the offensive line. The offensive line between Denver uh, that Denver has and the offensive line that Seattle had just about the same. I don't think either one is that much better than the other. Really, all Russ has done is left what was already perceived as the toughest division in football and joined a tough division, made it the tough division, the toughest division in football, and then also made his road to another uh, uh, Super Bowl championship that much deeper. Because Russell Wilson's best shot at a Super Bowl was if he just stayed in Seattle. Because not only does he have to do with Justin Herbert and Pat Mahomes in his own division, there's still Josh Allen, there's still... Joe Burrow, there's still Lamar Jackson, right? There is still potentially Mac Jones and the Patriots if they can kind of continue to take those next steps through free agency in the draft and things like that this season. There is still, dare I even say, if Jimmy G ends up there, 
there's still JT's Miami Dolphins that could potentially make some noise in the AFC. Like the road to prosperity in the AFC is much, much, but much Mark, tougher than Marcus, it is in the NFC. Doesn't that the Denver mean, Broncos? Doesn't ahead, sorry, doesn't that mean I'll, I'll kick it over to Jimmy JT? But doesn't that mean that Denver made the right move here? Like did they, Denver they make win, the right? They move? win. Yeah, they win this trade. Did Denver make the right move? Yeah. From from the standpoint of. I think you have to say yes because Russell Russell Wilson's better than who was already in their quarterback room. So in that regard, yes. But if we're talking about moving the needle drastically as far as being a Super Bowl contender, potentially being in the Super Bowl this season, no. And and I'm not just saying that because it's Russ, because I felt the same way about Aaron Rodgers. Like if Aaron Rodgers is in Denver, the only thing that they've done is improved at the quarterback position. There are still three to four teams that you can argue we'll, are better we'll get, in that conference. We'll, we'll get to that. Than the Denver that. Broncos. We'll, we'll get, know, we'll get to sorry, that. But I'm, just, want, I'm just saying. It, to... I'm just saying from on a big picture standpoint, you have a fantastic quarterback who's still in his prime. Hundred percent, that's a win. But as far as trying to win championships, which is what it's all about, I don't think. I, I just think it's a lateral move. So you think it's, it's a not tie. a slight improvement? Nobody it's a tie. Won it was a tie. I'd say it's a tie. I don't think it's a definite tie until we actually see what the Broncos really look like this season. Oh no, we talking right about now. Today. Today. Wow, that's yeah, no yeah, that's what I'm saying. Come no, on, no, listen, listen no, listen. What I'm saying today, no, today, my answer is it's a tie. it's a tie today. Can it's a tie today. Look, can we let him yeah. off the hook with that answer? I don't like the tie shit. It's a tie today. It's his first time. It's his first time. Gun to my head, if I have to pick, I'll say a the rabbit Broncos. rabbit got the gun and it's in your face. It's still a if tie? It's in, no, if, if it's a gun gun to my head, I have to pick. I'm going to say the Broncos won because they have a bona fide QB, and now the Seahawks are in quarterback purgatory. There you gun go. There that's, we what, go. I, that's what go with, yeah. Apply a little pressure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It's not even close. It's the Seahawks for a few reasons. One, because... They traded one guy and got so much in return, not only from a draft capital standpoint, but also they got a quarterback that's startable until they make the quarterback decision. They got a really good tight end in Noah Fant, and they got first-round picks. So in my opinion, that, that automatically makes them a winner. But here's another reason why they definitely won this. They traded Russell Wilson to a team in Denver that's not a quarterback away from being, I don't even think, a playoff team. Like, I don't I we talked about this last night. I don't trust any of their weapons. I think that's an overrated situation, which is why I think Aaron Rodgers legitimately was like, you know, I'm probably gonna go back to Green Bay because the Broncos aren't as close as everybody thinks they are. And it's a tough division. But also, too, for the Seahawks, think about this. What situation do you, you rarely see this in football? You have a franchise quarterback and they're on their way out from the franchise. Usually in that situation, the team that's losing the franchise quarterback doesn't get all this stuff in return. Usually, you know what happens? They, they have to let that person go. They either have to let him go in free agency, and then you have to go draft another quarterback. But they let him go, got the picks, and got a quarterback. So it's an easy, easy win for the Seahawks. Like, I, I just don't understand, like, who was the person on the – was it John Elway? John Elway made this deal? Because that makes sense because he dumb, does dumb shit all the time. Like, <laughs> I don't just, understand why you get why you I know I, why you make the move. I totally disagree with you. I, totally I know disagree. why you make the move, but they got so much in return. Well, first, I'll get to the so much in return. But if you're Denver, how could they not have won? I mean, you realize it's been six years since Peyton Manning's retired. They haven't found a quarterback. That goes to show you right there. You think, oh, Drew that John Lock always could, sucks. Yeah, you, he doesn't know how to get quarterback. No, because they're not the only team. 
But you think just because Seattle now has Drew Locke and all these picks, they're just Peyton Manning, Russell Wilson's going to fall in their lap. That's not how it works. Half of the league is trying to find a Russell Wilson. And Denver ponied up for him because they've also, I heard a stat, they've had the most starting quarterbacks of any team since 2016. It's not easy finding a franchise pro bowler. This guy's a five-time pro bowler. And on top of that, you're in a division that is loaded with quarterbacks. It's an arms race. You needed to get an arm, and they've got him now. So, Marcus, you might be right. JT, you might be right. Yeah, maybe they're not Super Bowl contenders, but I'll tell you one thing. They sure as heck aren't going to be Super Bowl contenders with Drew Locke. Russell Wilson improves their chances. And when you say, oh, they might not even be playoff contenders even with Russ. Are you kidding? They went 7-10 and without any quarterback. They were playing musical chair quarterbacks, musical chair receivers, everything. So to say that it's not even a playoff contender, come on. Like, you've got to be I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. The Chiefs are the the Chiefs are the Chiefs. The Raiders, I feel like everybody's just forgetting about them. And just your boy, Justin Herbert, who you love, it, is only getting better. It's different to say that they're like, – go- I'm I think not those saying – just built better. I'm not – when we talk about Super Bowl contenders, we're talking about can they contend? Can they get to the Super Bowl? Can they possibly win? We're not saying can they win. But this thing is playoff contender doesn't mean – I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs. But to say they're not going to contend for it, JT, they won seven games without Russ. They're only going to get better – and so if they win eight or nine games, guess what? That puts them in the mix. That's all I'm saying. Because the other thing you got to remember is who's going, what free agent, if Devontae Adams was not franchise tag and Russell Wilson was not in Denver and Aaron Rodgers was staying in Green Bay, is there any shot Devontae would have gone to Denver? No, but with Russell Wilson there, and I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm giving you an example that you're saying Russ, that Russ, Russ is opening the gateway for other free agents to come. Thank you. And that is why they won. Because when you look at the flip side for Seattle, who's going to replace him? Drew Locke, please. He's no, not I, I don't he's think not gonna Drew Locke re- is going to replace but, him. But that's my whole I think point. Malik is Willis is going to replace him. Nowadays, nowadays, you know, Smith season. And, and Malik <laughs> Willis is not a guarantee. And that's my point. When yeah. there's a guarantee on the line that's still what 31 years old under contract that now you can extend when that possibility you go get them because those first round picks Seattle got guess what if they go nine and eight and then the following year in in 2023 they go well I'm sorry if they go 10 and 7 in 2022 that's going to be a 2021 22 like number range of a first round pick, yeah, you're but not you're getting also, a top ten. But also, you franchise have three changes first round picks to trade up if you do feel like a quarterback is the answer in the draft. I just feel like but, usually. The, let me just say this, and then you can go on to the next question. I feel like Seattle won because usually when franchise court, like if Aaron Rodgers would have left Green Bay, like they would have been left with nothing. Like, like they would have had to either. Well, they have Jordan Love, but it's like you don't get this much in return when your franchise quarterback walks out nah. of the door. Okay, name me a time. But the but but name if Aaron Rodgers would have left Green Bay, I think a lot of this has to do just for Don. Go- I think a lot of this has to do with what 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 the uh geez what the names are failing me. What the the trade with Matt Stafford last season? Like if if that is what the Lions got for Matt Stafford, Russell Wilson's better than Matt Stafford. Aaron Rodgers is better than Matt Stafford. So for those two guys to be potentially being traded. Of course, 100%, this haul makes perfect sense if you're trading for Russ or if you're trading 
for Aaron Rodgers. Now, if you're telling me that the 49ers get all that back for Jimmy G, I think Jimmy G's a solid quarterback, but then we're talking about yikes. And then I would be more inclined to say that the 49ers win that trade because the 49ers have have a better track record of drafting and developing talent. Because outside, like there aren't, there there aren't, they've had some good guys come through the halls and they've been able to draft some good guys that have turned into really solid players. But the Seahawks don't necessarily have the best track record of drafting players the way some of the other teams across the league do. And so the only way I could say that maybe the Seahawks win this trade is if the guys that they draft pan out and we don't know really if they will pan out until we don't know what's going to happen. We see them. Right. Which is why I'm inclined to lean Denver, but it's Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. They're both better than Matt Stafford. Of course you have to expect you're getting this much back. Right. And there are a lot of Seahawks fans like, oh, well, you give up. You get the Lions got three firsts for Matt Stafford. How do we only get two? Well, because you got two first, two seconds, and a fifth, which is a lot more altogether, and two players that are maybe not Drew Locke, but no offense that you could utilize correctly and he could be a different bigger on the roster. So that tips the scales a bit as it pertains to what the Lions get or what the Lions got for Matt Stafford. But if that was the precedent for Matt, of course, Russell Wilson, anything that the Packers or the Seahawks would have gotten in return for Russ or Aaron Rodgers would have had to at least meet that or the phone was going to be hung up. And I think Denver gave up the best package. I don't know if there was another team like maybe Washington. Who Washington I think offered more only first gave, rounders, but I don't know they all, players. Yeah, like. but exactly. Like, I think Denver just gave up the most outside of the draft capital because they had players that you could put on the roster right now and but, still make a difference. But JT, you keep presuming and you keep saying – no QB that's walking out the door ever gets this kind of haul in return for the team that's losing him. Name me an example of a franchise Brady. five-time Pro Bowler. No, Brady was a free agent. There was but no I'm, trade. But I'm saying, but I'm saying, like when Russell you, you, had two years left. That's that's irrelevant. What Brady did. Russell had two years left. You want a guy like him who wants out? You got to trade for him. I'm not what giving I'm saying, him for peanuts. I Are you obviously know me? the Brady scenario isn't 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 apples to apples. So, what so I'm, don't what use I'm it. saying don't is don't use it. No, what I'm saying is when franchise when you're on the verge of losing franchise quarterbacks, like usually like you don't have the opportunity to turn around and do something like. But that. But they're under contract. You keep forgetting Brady was not. He could have walked. Drew Brees. He could have walked from from uh, the Chargers back in the day. They were free it. agents. There's competition like Washington giving three first rounders. Like well, you're acting well, like they should have only got, given up a third round pick. No, that's not what I'm too See, much. There, there you call go. it a hole. I was, I you was, call I was, two first rounders. I was waiting to see how long this this Don was going to come out. Look, he said, I'm defending he said the you, Marcus. Won. I'm he defending you. Remember that. I said Seattle won. We're going to see. All right, we will. So, all right. So, so JT, before we move me, on, let, I'm sorry. I just want to say. The one thing that we can say is regardless of what happens, the Broncos will be a playoff team this season. <laughs> That's not a guarantee either. The Seahawks will not be a playoff team this season. That's not like, a guarantee either. And, and, and I'm, and I'm going to be completely honest with you. I think it is a guarantee mm-hmm. because the Broncos with Russell Aaron Wilson. Aaron Rodgers losing in the playoffs is a guarantee. Dude, I will bet on you that. You said you were done talking about the Packers. See how you do? You see how that works? <laughs> Thank you. you listen. See? You have, see okay, so you with? have – you have the Chiefs. I think we can let's just let's just play the let's just play the, the the name game for a second here. I think we can all agree. I can hope that we would all agree. Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, um, and Chiefs, Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, and let's just say Titans. I think you can say 
they'll win the division next year. Let's just play the name game. We're way too early. Let's just do it. Right. So that's four teams there. Right. Then the Ravens get in there because they've got Lamar. Right. And then you've got like then then you got the you've got like the Chargers and the Broncos and the Raiders and the the Browns are all on and the Patriots are all on this hand. Out of those five teams, the Broncos are better than at least three of them. And that's all you need. You just have to be better than three of those other five to get one of those last two spots. The Seahawks, on the other hand, not only have they legitimately fallen down the totem pole as it pertains to where they rank in their own division, but as much as it pains me to say it, Dallas is going to be better than them. Obviously, the Packers are going to be better than them. Like, the Bears could potentially be better than next season. Like, the Vikings could be better. There are there are teams across the conference. A lot of teams across the conference that you can legitimately say, as currently constructed today, have a better shot at making the playoffs than the Seahawks. And it's more than the seven that are required to fit a playoff field. For Denver with Russ, it's like the four locks and then the Chargers maybe, and then just two more spots. And again, just have to be better than than three of those five teams, and you're good. So I think if I was if I was to bet today, I'd bet the Broncos make the playoffs and the Seahawks don't. So then, so then, Marcus, quickly, just where do you have them on the pecking order in the AFC West? First, second, doesn't in the sound AFC like first. West? AFC West only. Put your money where your mouth is. Put them at put them at number two. That's. You, you got to have them at two or three. You got to have them at the playoffs. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to, because I'm just sitting here thinking, I think it's crazy. Um, see, the charters are more, I think the charters have more talent, but the you coaching like just Herbert gets better. The, no, it's not, it's not that. I think Russell, Russell Wilson's the second best quarterback in the division for sure. But I think there's just more around Justin Herbert than there is Denver. The issue with Justin Herbert and the charters is, the coaching has gotten in their way twice now. Like Justin Herbert would have been competing in the playoffs his first two seasons if it weren't for coaching. So, but I'll say two. Yeah, I think they're second. Okay, they're, they're not going to be. They're not going to be. They're not going to be bringing up the rear again this year like they were this past season. That's for sure. Like they won't be in fourth again. I, I don't see that happening. So I'll say second. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers win one more game than the Broncos this season and now they're third instead of second. I like I don't think the difference between the Chargers and the Broncos is that big, but I'll say second. Okay. I'll say second. JT, yeah. where do you got them? I got them at fourth. And it's really close Yikes, with them. Dude. What's really close with them and the Raiders. The reason why I'll give the slight edge to the Raiders is they've shown they they should they are a playoff team. So you're looking at the Chiefs, Chargers, who I think will get better. Raiders are already a playoff team. Everybody comes back. And also, I have to knock Denver down a notch because I already told you, I do think they're the hype around them as a team is a little bit overrated as far as like, oh, you know, they're just one quarterback away. But also, too, we don't know what the coach is going to do. Like, Hackett, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how he'll perform as a coach. So that alone, I got to put him in last place. Yeah, I, I struggle between third and fourth place, not going to lie. And I I ended up landing on fourth. I agree with you. I think they're still last in the division because we forget their defense was really good, right? I think we can all agree on that. Like, it was really good. But what's funny is their defensive coordinator, Ed Donatel, gone. Vic Fangio, head coach, defensive-minded guy, gone. Gone. So there's no guarantee they will repeat that dominance. Like, they were dominant at times. Like, they were ranking all the time, like, top three, top five in defenses. And I'm not sold on the receivers. And you just said it, JT. 
a rookie coach. He's unproven. Guess what? Not everyone Sean McVay their first year. And the fact that the good thing is he at least has Russell Wilson because he was going from what Aaron Rodgers to Drew Locke. Yeah, Drew Locke. Like, yeah. whoa. Like, that's a he's he gonna realize Joseph real quick. <laughs> exactly. He's gonna realize <laughs> it real quick. The NFL's a tough job as far as being a head coach. So I'm gonna agree with JT. I hate doing this, Mark. It's like you're killing me right now. You could have at least said third. I would have went with you. But <laughs> I've got to go. I've got to go. They're still gonna be last. So it seems like only one of us may believe the Broncos are Super Bowl contenders. So, Marcus, yes or no, are they Super Bowl contenders? Not to win it, just are. can they contend to get there, to possibly win it? No. We got to say yes. He said they're the number two team in the division. So but that, that doesn't mean that they're no. Super Bowl. There's, the there's the Vikings levels. are the number two team in the NFC North, and they're not Super Bowl contenders right. either. That's a, that's a different type of division. Different levels, though, JT. Level. Come on now. There's different the, the, Ra- the Ravens are the number two team in the AFC North. And, and that's you can a much better division than the NFC that- North. You're right, and you can make the argument that the Ravens aren't Super Bowl contenders. I think they are, but I think you, they're always could Super argue. Bowl contenders. <laughs> yeah, That's a good I don't think the, I don't think the Broncos are Super Bowl contenders, and I think it's for all the reasons that you guys mentioned as to why they could potentially end up dead last in, in the division. Rookie head coach. The the I I actually talked to Justin. I actually tweeted earlier that this is like I said earlier. So the louder move. I tweeted earlier that the Denver Broncos aren't a Super Bowl contender. I think they're going to be a good team. But, and, and, you know, Justin Marvel being the guy that he is, and we all love him, but he says, oh, you know, elite defense, all this stuff. Look, listen, you know why they had an elite defense? Because they're D.C., because of Vic Vangio, who doesn't get a lot of credit for the defensive mind that he is. As we just talked about, well, both of those guys are gone. You have a young defense with an offensive mind at head coach. What are we that, – that's not – that, that's not good. Like, I don't I don't expect the Denver Broncos to maintain that top 10 defense status. So, as you guys alluded to earlier with it being an arm race in the division, forget in the division. The, a- the AFC as a whole is an arm race. Justin Herbert, Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Mac, uh, uh, Mac Jones, you want to throw him in there. Like, a lot of young – you don't have to, but some guys will. Like, all those guys, and now you've added Russell Wilson. And then maybe Baker Mayfield, if he gets his mind right or whatever, whatever's going on. I don't think Baker Mayfield is a good quarterback, but like I'd say Baker Mayfield on his, on his best day is, is is a solid QB, right? That's a lot of firepower offensively. The AFC is stacked, stacked with extremely good offenses, extremely good offenses. All the offenses I just named, Ravens, Bills, all those guys, any given one of those teams can drop 35 points in a football game. Any given one of them. Like the defense, there aren't a lot of stout defenses in the AFC. Now, if they had a stout defense, if the Denver Broncos still had their stout defense, if they still had their DC and they still have Vic Vangio, I'd tell the two bowl contenders because they could potentially have the best defense in the conference. But the defense is susceptible to it, to it, to a, to a, uh, to a letdown. They're susceptible to take a step back. And because of that, it's all on your offense now, as it's usually been in Denver to keep up with Kansas city. I don't think they can do it to keep up with Los Angeles. It's really close to keep so up even with the Los Angeles Raiders. So, so he the said, Las Vegas Raiders. I don't know. number two, but they're no. All right. I, I got yeah. him. I'm just writing this down. Let's write this down. They'll be in the playoffs. Sure. They'll be in the playoffs. Sure. I think they're, they, I think they are a playoff team right now, but they were, they were more than just a quarterback away. That, that's all I'm saying. It may, they, listen, have their, Marcus, they, they have their quarterback. It makes now sense. they got to get everything else together. Listen, they got to get the O-line together. They got to get a tight end. They got to get back to figuring the defense. It, they got to get makes, reliable wide receivers. Jerry Judy is nice. Mar- Marcus, it makes he has, sense. He could do something. Don't, don't wait. Or don't, Sutton. 
Corlin Sutton's nice too, but he's injured. He's he's like always injured. So what are we really Mar- talking about with the Denver Broncos? Marcus, they have enough to be second in the division. They don't, don't have enough in, to, con- to contend for a Super Bowl. I don't, think. don't play in the JT's games. You perfectly <laughs> explained yourself. A team can be a playoff team, but not a Super Bowl contender. That's why they're called wild cards, right? So, like, don't don't worry about it, Marcus. You did a fine job explaining it. We don't need to keep keep going and trying to to win the point against JT. You won it already, but go ahead, JT. We'll we'll let you say your two cents. Um, no, I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders for two reasons. One, obviously, I told you they're going to be fourth in that conf in the division, but also too, like you guys brought up a great point about Vic Fangio, and I feel like. He is great defensive mind, and Don, you've talked about that, I feel like, throughout the years. Like, hey, Fangio's really good at defense. But here's the thing. I feel like the reason that defense is really good because the philosophy of that team under him was run the ball and let's, let's let the defense be in games. You just traded your future for Russell Wilson. They're going to be airing it out. So we're going to find out real quick if that defense is as good as everybody says they are because they're going to be in the situation where they're going to be on the field more. So, or, for or that a result, shorter field, right? Yeah. Like when you're airing it out, mm-hmm. Russell does throw some interceptions. That's and I'm when saying. you're defending only 35 yards compared to 85, you're giving up points. Yeah, there's a difference between, you know, Russell Wilson probably putting up 35 points and then Teddy Bridgewater trying to, you know, keep it 14 to 17. So we'll find out the defense is as good as you guys think they are, but I don't think they are. So for that reason, they're not a contender. No, I, I, I don't think they're going to be as good either. But for all the reasons I stated above, unproven receivers, unproven coach, you know, I don't think the defense will be as elite for those three reasons, regardless of unless Russ plays at an like an unthinkable like, level. Where he throws, oh, he has to for, be Aaron Rodgers regular yeah, season. He if Russell Wilson plays touchdowns. the way he but, plays, if, if Russell Wilson plays for the entire season the way he usually plays weeks one through five. Then, then, we gotta, then we yeah. can talk about something. Yeah. Then we can talk about I, something. Agreed. Agreed. Until so, then. Uh, uh, uh. So let, let's kind of parlay that question into another Super Bowl question. And Marcus, I'll, I'll go to you first. Who's more likely to win another Super Bowl? Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson? Doesn't need to be this year, but just who wins another one? Rodgers. Or more likely to win another one? I think I, I don't. I don't think either one will, if I'm being completely honest. No, I don't we don't think do the either one thing. will. Yeah. I'm not your boy. He, what did JT – no, Don just said which one is more likely to. Let's let's stop this here. I, I don't think I, I either I, one I, I will. One of the two – technically, JT's right. One of the two has to have better odds according to Vegas. Yeah, exactly. let me get there. Let me get there, JT. Let me get it out. I don't think either one will. I think they're both done at one. I think Rodgers is more likely to – because the road to prosperity, as I've been saying all night, the road to the prosperity, road to prosperity in the NFC is just easier. It's the, the road is smoother in the NFC than it is in the AFC. I'm not going to go down all the teams and all the quarterbacks again, because I've done like six times already tonight and I lose track and I always <laughs> seem to forget one. You guys know who they are, though. And not to mention what I did mention, and this is not just me kowtowing. This is me being serious. If either of you, if your two teams, the Dolphins, or the Steelers get a capable quarterback this cycle or next, those two guys, those two teams, well, Steelers, most of the Dolphins, because you guys have a, have a first-year coach, but, like, there's, there's talent on those teams. They could even be in there. So I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers because 
there's less obstacles, less obvious obstacles in his path. But I don't think I, I, I'd love to see them do it because I'm fans of both. But I really don't think either one will win another Super Bowl before they hang it up for good. Okay, JT. I think it's Aaron Rodgers because he lives closer to the Super Bowl. Like he's right there. Like he's right next door. He just can't get the invite to come to the party. So maybe one year they'll say, Hey, you know, you want to come over and watch the game with us? And he'll get in. Russ, I just think he's so far away because for all the things we said, Denver is not a quarterback away. But so JT gave me all this heat at the top of the show about Aaron Rodgers. See what he does? And you've got Aaron Rodgers more likely to win a Super Bowl than Russell Wilson. Yeah, I do. Because I think I think they're in a better. I think the you Packers spent are in thirty minutes earlier saying you spent thirty minutes earlier saying there's no way the Packers win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. If it's if well if him and Russell Wilson are the only two quarterbacks left in the world, then yeah, I got to pick Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> oh, but that's not the world we live that, in now. That's jeez. That's fair. Jeez. I, I mean, yeah, that, all the things Marcus said and what we've said, it, it's going to be hard for Russ to win anytime soon within the next two or three years. And it's so hard to judge how he'll be playing in six years, what the Broncos, what that division would look like in six years. But Rodgers and the Packers, they're built to win now. So I'll take those four years that it's more likely he wins one in those four years than Russ, you know, the, the rest of his, the rest of his career. Cause it's just so hard to predict where he'll be, especially if he doesn't sign an extension with the Broncos. All right. So finally, we're done with Aaron Rodgers. We're done with Russell Wilson real quick. Something that came up as well earlier this week. Um, and just want to touch upon it real quick is Calvin Ridley has been suspended for at least the 2022 season after gambling on games in this past year, 2021, He gambled on games over a five-day stretch uh, based on an investigation in November. Some of those parlay bets involve the Falcons. Idiot. So JT (laughs) JT knows what a parlay is. It's where you try to bet multiple teams that they all win. If one of them does not cover, you lose the whole bet. He included. I've had some heartbreaking losses in parlays <laughs> this past season. <laughs> hey, I believe you're living close to MGM National Harbor now, Marcus. <laughs> that sports book is open, from what I hear. But anyway, <laughs> so Marcus, I'll start with you then. Do you believe Calvin Ridley's NFL football career is over based on based on um, the investigation? Yeah, for the simple fact that the NFL they're probably going to throw the book at him. Just to set that precedent, like you're not, they're not going to allow players to bet on games. Like, yeah, they've got like Caesar Sportsbooks and and DraftKings and all these other partnerships, but that doesn't mean that the players can do it. That's, I think, that's the NFL's line of thinking. They're probably going to throw the book at him. I don't, I don't see him playing another football game in the NFL again. Interesting, JT. I'm actually. It's funny we talked about this last night on the stuff about yeah. sports podcast, um, and I'm going to shout out Germ. Yeah, I think he changed my mind. <laughs> 24 hours um because last night i said no i think he's too young too talented somebody will give him a shot now i'm like no i do not think just for the same points that germ made last night you know this is the nfl's chance to make an example out of him that we can't have it because my whole thought process was yeah it's a small amount of money he bet on them to win but i'm like that is really bad because what is to stop other people from going in with you on that bet that mm-hmm. the team will win? You know, 
you just you just don't want that you don't want that look out there and also too i don't know if this is true but i have been hearing rumors today that now people are saying that jalen rager has also been betting on games so this might be something where they might want to shut him uh, Ridley down before you know things coming out about other current players that are betting on games so um yeah i definitely think uh, just having a full 24 hours to think about it, I think he'll definitely be done. Like, he won't play another snap. So, I disagree with you guys. And part of it is what JT mentioned briefly there. He's too young, too talented. A team will always take a chance on the talent. And especially if he can help a team. Now, I think a couple things play in his factor if I'm the NFL PA. One, he didn't bet against the Falcons. Not that that should matter, but it kind of does. It kind of does when we're talking about a one- or two-year suspension compared to what you guys are saying, which is a lifetime ban like Pete Rose. So he didn't bet against the Falcons. And two, he wasn't playing in those games that he bet on with the Falcons. Now, the NFL actually does allow them to bet on other sports. So there's not a carte blanche like, hey, you can't bet at all. So the problem is, though, he bet on NFL games, which is a no-no. Now, two things I would say if I'm the NFL PA, if I'm defending Calvin Ridley on why, hey, you want to suspend them a year, you want to suspend them a year and a half, I get that. But indefinitely or more so forever, like, no. And I'll tell you why. Two reasons. One, the NFL is in bed with all of these betting apps and, you know, Caesar Sportsbook. How many times did we see Peyton Manning and his family in all of those Caesar Sportsbook commercials? So the NFL, hey, you're a hypocrite. It's okay to to now advertise and market this, which I have no issue with. But then to come back and say, hey, you can't bet on any NFL games because you're going to be suspended forever. No, you want to you want to make it a rule, fine, but you can't do forever. And that's and then the other thing is, what is the consequence? Is it written in the labor agreement? Because if it's not, and it's all up to Goodell, I tell you what, we thought inflate uh, inflate gate was was through the courts and just annoying. I tell you what, if I'm the NFLPA, you've got to go to at bat even more so for Calvin Ridley. Because if it's true what JT's saying about Jalen uh, Rieger, then guess what? There's going to be more out there that bet on NFL games. Is everyone going to get suspended forever? No. The NFLPA has to step up and say, hey, there was nothing in here that said it was a suspension, a permanent ban forever. Now, if that's in the rule, then there's no point of arguing this. But I'm guessing there's no specific consequence in the labor agreement so guess what? If it's up to Goodell, it's going to be a battle. And I think at the end of the day, the NFL will have to kind of cave so it doesn't look bad on them. Plus, they want this to go away. They don't want this to come out more guys, right? So if you suspend them forever, guess what? The lawyers are going to come out. NFL PA is going to come out. And now a lot of people are going to be found out. And the NFL doesn't want that because the last thing that they would want is games are being rigged. Games are being fixed. NFL loses money. So if it's, hey, Calvin, you're going to sit out this year and we'll sneak you back on the active roster in the offseason of going into 2023, that's fine. So I think he gets another chance. 
Oh, you guys fair. agree? All right, great. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, it makes sense. That's fair. That's great. Fair. All right, so Carson Wentz on Wednesday traded from the Colts to the Washington's commanders for essentially two third-round picks, one of which in 2023 can become a second-round pick if Carson Wentz plays a certain amount of snaps. It's interesting that he's always traded with these kind of these conditions to it. Uh, in addition, the teams are swapping 2022 second round picks. So obviously um, the Colts are moving up there because Washington had a worse record than the Colts. So Marcus, you live in the DMV area. So I'll start with you. Was this the right move by the commanders? No, <laughs> no, no. He was not the best quarterback available, number one. Carson Wentz has – let me stop myself. Carson Wentz didn't play terribly last season. The issue with this for the Washington Commanders is – such a terrible name, by the way. Carson Wentz does not move the needle at all. Like, outside of the Dallas Cowboys, who always get in their own way, the NFC East is quite frankly wide open. And considering how open the NFC is as a whole, this is a prime season for you to try to sneak your way into the playoffs and try to make some noise as best you can. Carson Wentz isn't the guy for that. If you want to try to sneak your way into playoffs and maybe make some noise and then move on and go further into future seasons, you'll get Jimmy G. The difference between Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke isn't that large, if there is one at all. I, 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 I mean... It's nice. I, I think the that they got to keep players on the roster. They didn't have to give me players just to give up picks. But I tweeted it earlier when I saw it. The only thing I can think of as to why they got Carson is because maybe they felt that the asking price for Jimmy G was too big. Other than that, though, I was of the mindset that Jimmy G is going one of two places, Washington or Pittsburgh. So I guess, like, if you're a Steelers fan, like, you're kind of happy because maybe you can still get Jimmy G, maybe. But outside of that, Carson Wentz, you went from trying to get Russ to Carson Wentz and you skipped the middleman that's better than Carson Wentz. And dare I say, Jimmy G is better than Carson Wentz by a lot, like a lot, a lot. I, I don't I don't know, because now, OK, Carson Wentz is the only player I've ever seen in my life to sprain both his ankles at the same time. So. He's an injury liability. He's a consistency liability. We are hearing reports that he wasn't that, that great of a leader. This is a young football team. Those are three things you can't have on a young football team. You can't have a guy at the quarterback position that's not a leader. You can't have a guy at the quarterback position that's always injured. And you can't have a guy at the, at the quarterback position that's inconsistent. That's not good for you, and that's not good for building culture and building morale as a young football team. This is a lateral remove, if not a backwards one. By going to get Carson Wentz, I, I I don't like this move for them at all. Granted, I don't care what the Commanders do anyway, because they have bigger fish to fry outside of finding a appropriate quarterback. But this was not. This was this just. So JT, it's such a Washington thing to do, quite frankly. So JT, do you agree? Yeah, but for different reasons. So I actually do think he's better than Taylor Heineke. I watched Heineke play a lot last year. But the yeah. thing is, I will agree with with the goat on one thing: the, the NFC East is perennial, perennially always wide open. Like it's, mm-hmm. it could be anybody's anybody's game any given year. I just don't understand why they didn't just say, "Okay, let's just run it back with Fitzmagic and let's see what he can give us when he's healthy." Like that, I don't understand. So 
I definitely think a healthy Ryan Fitzpatrick is better than what I've seen with Carson Wentz the past couple of years. And I just don't understand how, like, Carson Wentz is the only thing in life where, like, his value does not depreciate. Like, no matter what happens, spraining both ankles, tearing the ACL, shitty guy in the locker room. Like, he just, his value just stays well, where it is. That's not true. That's not it true. Because he was, tra- how can you say that? It's proven because, in the, because think, it's what, proven what, in the what, draft what, picks, JT. What, what he went, no, 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 no. You gotta, do you, you're saying let me, value. Let me you're ask you a question. Saying, let, me, let me ask the question. What quarterback do you know that can fail at two stops after people have heavily invested in him still being like, all right, he is a day one option to, to our solution to our problem? But you're talking value. His value decreased. It's not that he went from starter to backup. His value decreased. What did the Colts have to give up? First rounder. What did, what did Washington give up? Two third rounders. It's clear his value went down. What are you talking about? No, it about? hasn't. First of all. Oh, so it's, you'd it's, rather. It's, it's, hold it's on. Aaron Rogers, if you're trading Rogers, Tua. Rogers, I love this. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and then Carson Wentz. Like, he shouldn't it's even be. Aaron Rodgers, be, Russell Wilson, and then Jimmy Garoppolo. No, 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 no. And he then Mitchell That's not Trubisky. how you Carson determine Wentz value. Not even, Carson, Carson Wentz, Wentz, Carson Wentz Carson isn't Wentz better be or the more. quarterback decision you make when everybody else has already been taken. That's, like, that's not how a, he's played. That's, Carson, but everybody else that, hasn't been taken. That was my point. Jimmy G's still available. And I know he's probably going to end up in, in New York because of the Brian Dable, Joe Shine thing. Mitchell Trubisky's better than Carson Wentz, and Mitchell Trubisky uh, spent whoa, all the entire whoa, season. Whoa, whoa. Mitchell Tra- to be seen. Mitchell Trubisky, I don't be, think, don't be fooled. is that, better that, than that always no, happens I'm, in the NFL. Listen, when you are a backup quarterback look, behind an elite quarterback, everybody no, it has, everybody in that it, no, everybody in that quarterback I, room is no, good. No, this has nothing to do with the associate with Josh Allen. I thought that Mitchell Trubisky was a good quarterback in Chicago. Right. I thought that I thought I thought Mitchell Trubisky suffered because Matt Nagy was his head coach and because the GM was that, a bozo. He was not a good quarterback in Chicago. He was better than what if I if and they uh, clearly this is just me on this show at least. If I have to pick between Mitchell Trubisky and Carson Wentz as it pertains to not Mitch Trubisky value, now with the Josh Allen shine, Mitch Trubisky like when he left Chicago, I would. St- I'd, I would take that Mitchell, that Mitchell Trubisky wasn't a terrible quarterback. I would take Wentz just based on he's at least done it a little yeah. bit better. And, and that, that, like that's valid. At one point. That, right. That's valid. But right. I don't think it's Mitch's fault that he hasn't. Well, maybe it is. Oh, but like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take. And, and again, maybe just me. I don't hold Mitchell Trubisky's tenure in Chicago strictly on him because given the circumstances he still played to the best of his ability but you like know how, a lot of you know people unfair that is though that's like saying like okay i've only had one job in my life and i sucked at it i was shit but my but next he wasn't, my, my next employer is not gonna hold that against me he wasn't though like that's the thing he wasn't garbage he wasn't he a was scrub garbage. no what happened was yeah like again maybe i think this what I, I think what happened with mitchell trubisky is because mitchell trubisky was drafted ahead of pat mahomes and deshaun watson people held him to a certain standard because of what they saw Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson doing. I'm not saying because you guys are number two, but that's, but Mitch didn't ask to go number two. We know Mitchell Trubisky should have been drafted number two, but he didn't ask to do that. Mitchell Trubisky did the best of his to, he performed to the best of his ability, given the situation. It's not his fault that Chicago was stupid and drafted him ahead of Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. It's Gosh. not. He John, went you know to the playoffs I'm, with that football team. You know what I'm Won you know the division I'm, with that football team. Didn't you know he? what I'm going to tell, you know tell him and then I'm going to let you go? 
You want to know? You want to know how Mitch, how bad Mitchell Trubisky is? I remember because we're both Canes fans. We went to go see him play with uh, UNC played Miami. My dad, who couldn't tell you who was starting on anybody if you gave him the program, my dad went to that game with us. Watched it. You know what he said when we were done? Damn, that number ten sucks. <laughs> did he not? Did he not turn around and say that to us? Exactly. <laughs> That's how you know he shouldn't have been number two. My dad, who doesn't even know, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing that he shouldn't have been number two. I'm not disagreeing that he shouldn't have been number two. I don't think he should have been number two. I'm just saying, Mitch didn't ask to go number two. But we're not Chicago even holding made that. that we're not holding that, that against him. I'm not, I'm not I saying we're getting away from. No, I'm getting away from. I'm not what saying we that you discuss, two specifically are. I'm just saying generically. I think that's one of the big issues. But is I this think, is where he was drafted ahead of who he was drafted of, and people held that against him. I don't but, think he did terrible in Chicago. He, but I he think won a, he went to the playoffs and won the division with the Chicago Bears. But Marcus, I think twice, I actually. think now people forget that he's number two overall because now he's on his second team, right? And I still think people are like, he's just not good. And and JT's right. His shine looks good because he's on a winning team behind an MVP type quarterback, like. We it don't know if Josh Allen time. goes down, there's no way Buffalo's a Super Bowl favor. Like, like they're not a Super Bowl contender with, with Mitch in there. They're and, not, but I think I think Mitch Trubisky's talented enough to still take that team to the playoffs. Oof. Maybe, maybe, but I I don't know if they'd have enough around I think, him. To I, think the, worms. <laughs> I think the and this is why I say that before, and I know you don't want to, I don't I know you don't want to stick on this. This is why I say that, right? Let's say you take let's say Mitch Trubisky's the starter of the Buffalo Bills in the AFC East. And you know, or the starter of the like the AFC East and the NFC East are quite literally similarly constructed. There's one team that you know is going to do it, and then the other three teams are kind of like, if the if the chips fall the right way, they can, right? Mitchell Trubisky is a guy that could lead the Washington football team, I think, in the NFC East to the playoffs. Could he do it in another division, a tougher division? Probably not. I also think he's good enough with the talent and the coaching around him in Buffalo, where if Josh Allen, let's say, God forbid, tears his ACL and he goes down for a season, he could lead the Buffalo Bills to the playoffs. Hmm. I don't think he would a Super Bowl or go to the Super Bowl, but he could take it to the playoffs. That may be a conversation for another day. I want to real quick ask JT this because he talks about Carson Wentz's value not going down. You just couldn't let it go. No, I couldn't because (laughs) you were trying to make a point that really had kind of nothing to do with whether it was the right move by by Washington or not because you got to take a jab at Wentz. What I would say is if the Dolphins were to trade Tua tomorrow, would you rather have two third-round picks or a first-round pick? I would take a happy meal at this point. See – then you answered my you'd answer you answered my question. That's two of them. Like two of them showed me Marcus, any flashbacks. That's how I time. know that I'm right because he refused to answer the question because he knows you take a first round pick over two thirds. The guy's value went down. But I'll tell you this by the commanders. I thought that was the right move because listen, they they shot their shot, Marcus. They tried for for um Russell Wilson. JT posted this on our on our Instagram page that they offered three first-round picks. Seattle said, no, we're not trading him. What about him. Jimmy G? We're not trading him within the within the conference. And, Marcus, all this Jimmy G stuff, I hear it from Steeler fans. 
Jimmy G is not a Super Bowl quarterback. Get that out of your head. Like it's he's not happening. Carson I'm Wentz, sorry, bro. he's not. But he's but better Marcus, than Carson Wentz. Marcus, but he's better than he get. Uh, we were talking about odds on. earlier today. Hold on, the odds of you winning a Super Bowl with Jimmy G are higher no, than your odds. I'll of winning tell a you Super why, Marcus. Right it is, now, it is not. I'll tell you why. You go look at his games against the Rams, and then in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. If he, if you really think he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback he makes those throws how many times do you have to see him miss a clutch throw to realize he's not a he can't put a team on his back and win a super bowl carson Wentz, he, he can't acl was that guy and i don't know if he can get back there but i'll take my chance with him because you know what he's at least shown me when he is healthy Wentz is a the pretty strong is force the upside Look, is higher. There's no I'm doubt. Not, I'm not disputing that Jimmy G is not a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I'm not crazy, people. I know that. But we're talking about odds. Sounds, it sounds and like no, you think he is no, a Super Bowl winner. Yeah. No, you make no, it seem like, like think, he is the quarterback away type of guy. He's not. No, it's not that. Because you'll still be a quarterback away. No, I think I think you can make the argument that he could be the quarterback away guy. No, but what I'm if saying is case, I, I don't be, think he would be staying in San Francisco. In this in this situation, in this situation, with the Washington Commanders football team, whatever, terrible name all the way around, with the, the team that plays football in Landover, the Landover Commanders, okay, they're not thinking about Super Bowls right now. They're not equipped to be playing for a Super Bowl right now. So Jimmy G being the quarterback isn't about winning a Super Bowl. It's about just having the best available quarterback. And Jimmy G is better than Carson Wentz. You were 100% correct. Jimmy G would... Jimmy G's value and Jimmy G's overall... Pers- uh, uh, the way people view him would be a lot better if he made those throws, right? Because he'd probably a one, maybe even two-time Super Bowl champion if he made the throw against the Chiefs and if he makes those throws against the Rams this past season in the MC Championship game. 100%. I'm not going to dispute that with you. All I'm saying is if I have to pick between Carson Wentz, who is not a locker room leader, who is a who seems to just be a terrible dude in general, who's inconsistent, who's injury prone, over a guy in Jimmy G who, yeah, he's probably not going to win you the big one, but people like him. He's a personable guy. He can lead you in the locker room. And let's call a spade a spade, or at least I will. I think you can count on Jimmy G more right now this second than you can Carson Wentz. That's that's how I'm – the Washington football team aren't in a position to be competing for a championship I right I now. I disagree with you on that because I feel like I, I, I don't, they're, 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 they're not unreliable, there. but for different reasons. Carson Wentz is unreliable to injury, and Jimmy G is unreliable due to performance. That's worse. That's no, worse. It's not. It is. How's that worse? No, because performance is worse. Because the best. I know he's going to be here, and we're still going to lose. There's you no know what you're getting. Oh, yes. No, see, but there, but there are instances when you look at, but there are instances. Okay, first of all, I, I am one of the people that fall in the QB wins wins as a QB stat crowd. Jimmy G is a winner. He might not have won a Super Bowl, but oh, Jimmy Shanahan G is a winner. He's been Jimmy on winning G, teams. Bill, Bill hey, he made it to 49ers. Jimmy G wins you. Okay, but Jimmy lie. G win Jimmy G wins you football games. Like, like it, 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 despite what's a, 
Yeah, he does. Uh, because does let's face does? it, what is Carson outside of that one season when he would have won MVP and then he went down for the, with it with, with the AC, with the ACL injury? And it hasn't been the same since. What has Carson Wentz done? He went back to the he went back to the playoffs. What two his last year in Philly before Jadavion Clowney cheap shot at him in the right. back of the head. Yeah, and like and then he, they, he was throwing to like. But he hasn't won as many games as Jimmy G has won. But he's shown what he's I'm shown saying. me he can do more with less when healthy than Jimmy G has. Like I, I feel like people I, not talking I'm, about I that. Carson Wentz taking I don't the think Eagles Carson's, to the playoffs a few I don't years think, ago. Like that team was bad. Yeah, I don't think Carson's bad. I'm not. I don't. I don't want it to seem like I'm saying that Carson Wentz is a bad quarterback. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think Carson Wentz. I just think in this scenario, like. Just for me, I I have Jimmy G ranked higher than Carson Wentz as a quarterback. So for me, I feel like Washington goes should have gone and get Jimmy G. That doesn't. I I don't think Carson's bad though. I just don't think he was the best guy available at the time, and I think they should have. I don't know if they did or they didn't, but if they didn't, they should have tried to go bring in Jimmy G. That, and, that's all I'm saying. I don't and, think Carson's a bad quarterback though. And that just, and that's and that's fair. Yeah. Then if you you know you may have one opinion over another as far as quarterbacks and JT and I, it seems like we're gonna we're gonna actually agree together and disagree with you. So, but I will say this though, they haven't had a QB, and I think this is why it's worth two third round picks. They really haven't had a QB outside of that RG three what rookie year since maybe 91, 92 with Mark Rippian, you may even want to go back to Doug Williams, like as far as never having that awesome quarterback. Like that's why I think it's worth two third round picks. I'm not saying it's going to work out, but I'll tell you what, if Carson Wentz, I know they kind of say, well, his last chance with the Colts with Frank Reich, but I'll tell you what, if he's ever going to make anything else in the NFL, this is the time now because guess what? He's back in the division with the Eagles. He can prove yep. them wrong. And that's usually when guys, when we question their leadership, we question their fire. When that stuff happens, that's when we'll really find out, okay, how much fire do you have? Because if I'm him, I want to take it to the Eagles and say, you made a huge mistake, but we'll find out. So last thing with this, Marcus, you kind of, you kind of alluded to it a little bit, but can he resurrect his career in Washington? In Washington specifically? Yes. With this move, can he resurrect his career to prove possible doubters like you that, hey, I still got something left in the tank. I'm better than the Jimmy G at the minimum. I'm not a Carson Wentz doubter. I'm just not a Carson Wentz fan. I'm, I'm like in the middle. I, um, I think he can. I think a lot of it really just depends on injury. A lot, like, 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 like we talked about. This is a wide open division, and if he can string enough games together and if he can stay healthy for the duration of the season, there's talent on this football team. No pun intended. Like, that's not a lot of talent, but they still have Terry McLaurin, who's a a solid receiver. They've got Antonio Gibson, who he's got fumbling problems, but he's a solid running back. Like the defense is talented, took a step back last season, but the defense still has like there's there's enough talent on this football team where in this division, with Carson Wentz being the improvement over Taylor Heineke that he is perceived to be or that he is expected to be, they should a they should a hundred percent the standard I am holding Carson Wentz to, no matter what happens this season, they should win more games this season than they did last season with Taylor Heineke at the quarterback. That has to happen, and, and I think it will. And then they do that. They, they're likely in a better position to make the playoffs this season. I think he can. 
even if it's not a full resurrection, I think he can start to show, yeah, like situations matter and maybe this is the best situation for me. Maybe. So I'll say, yeah. All right, JT. Yeah, I do. I think it's actually his best chance to resurrect his career because one, the division is terrible. And he might already be the second best quarterback in the division. Like <laughs> I was gonna say by that. default, right? <laughs> by <laughs> default, <laughs> Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts. Ah, we're still we're gonna find out yeah. this year. As much shit as we want to talk about Wentz flaming out in Philly, they're still looking at four quarterbacks. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is his best path to get to the playoffs, and then the playoffs are one and done. Once you get in, anything can happen. So absolutely, this is his best chance. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think he'll be a solid QB. I think we put will too you much. Take him in, will you take him in fantasy, though? Because that will tell me if you think no. he's really going to be solid. You know I've taken him in the past. You we'll took him to, last I, year, and you, I, you regretted it. I can't, I can't give you. trying to trade him all year. I, I can't give you too much of my thoughts, because then you'll hold that against me. Disclaimer, the, this is not a fantasy football show. I'm just asking you a fantasy <laughs> football question. Well, I don't want you to, to have any of my opinions going into the draft, because then it might ruin Trust my me, draft. I for the draft. <laughs> See, Marcus, just no respect, no respect. <laughs> I, I think it's unfair that Carson Wentz had that year, what was it, 2017, because I think that's the standard we always hold him to. And like, we've seen was, it. It's like we, we, can't, we can't put the genie it, back in the ball. Exactly, bottle. and like we always want that. And it's like, man, that's kind of unfair. So does he get back to that level? Ah, that's, that's too hard. But I think he can play better than what he's shown at the end in Philly. And then at the end of last season. So I'll go yes as well, just so I can come back on and be like, Marcus told you who's better than Jimmy G. <laughs> so I think I think if the Steelers get Jimmy G, which clearly you don't want that to happen, no. I can tell. No. If that happens, I think the Steelers have a better shot at making the playoffs than the, the Carson Wentz and the Washington The Steelers is usually a playoff team. <laughs> Dude, but let's. Marcus, that's the other thing. We got Mike Tomlin. We still have, you know, Guys on defense, now. we just got Harris. Our Jimmy run. G has a better shot of making the playoffs as the Miami Dolphins quarterback than he does as the than no. Carson Wentz does. No, as the, no not even dude, JT listen. will agree to no. that. No, Jimmy G's better than Carson Wentz. <laughs> well, I don't think Carson Wentz sucks. Well, I just think that he sucks a little bit more than Jimmy G. Does. That's all I'm saying. That's all. <laughs> well, we'll find out this upcoming season. So, well, Marcus, listen, it was great having you on. Thank you so much. It was great just talking NFL. That's why we brought you on the Packers. You're one of the go-to guys for us with, with the Packers. One last time, Marcus, go ahead, plug your show. Let the fans and listeners know where they can find you. Uh, first of all, thank you guys for having me on. I, I love working with you guys. And sometimes it's, I don't want to talk. Just watching you two do this, this back and forth is, is entertainment enough. Um, but you were, hey, on you were in the, listen, you were in the mix tonight. <laughs> there was times where JT and I agreed for one. Oh man. Um, yeah, you can follow me. Like I said earlier, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at GTP Marcus. You can subscribe on YouTube. The goal by the end of the year to get to hundred subscribers on YouTube. Uh, I'm sitting at 85 right now, which is better than 84. So I'm very appreciative. And also, um, you can subscribe, follow whatever the correct terminology is on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well. Um, taking a break right now, like I talked about earlier, uh, I'm doing a whole bunch of features right now. <laughs> I'm doing a whole bunch of features right now um, on other shows, um, but we'll be back um, before the play-in Friday night, April 8th, the Friday before the play-in. So, All right. Yeah. Well, one of your features was obviously on our show just now and you made it better. So thank you again. We look forward to working with you in the future. 
And to our fans and listeners out there, remember you can follow us and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and whatever platform you find and listen to all of your other favorite podcasts. And remember, if you like what we do, leave us a five-star review. And JT, if you don't like what we do, leave us a five-star review. And remember, you can follow us on social media, our handle JT and the Don on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So JT, great episode, a lot of fireworks. As usual, Marcus and I were right more than you were, so it's all is right with the world. So, JT, until the next episode, see you. Peace.